I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, a little bit about doing a long challenge, like ICAD, which is getting ready to start. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 314, Gearing Up for a Challenge. And I am back quickly, quickly, because things are heating up with the Index Card a Day Challenge getting ready to start, and June 1 is almost here. And I thought I would squeak one more show in just under the wire for May. So, today, gearing up for a challenge. There are all kinds of art and creative challenges throughout the year. Depending on your interest and your medium, there are so many possibilities. You really can line up an entire year with challenges month to month. And many of us do a series of challenges every year. Maybe not one each month, but maybe we have several that happen throughout the year. Challenges that provide anchor points and pit stops in the year. And for many people, including me, Index Card a Day, ICAD, is one of those mile markers on the map of a year. Something that you look forward to, you count on, you plan on, you get excited about. And you do each year. The Index Card a Day Challenge runs through June and July, and it involves creating something on an index card each day. What that something is, is entirely up to you. The challenge is run by Tammy Garcia at Daisy Yellow, and she has all kinds of tutorials, examples, suggestions, and inspirational materials available on her site to help you gear up for ICAD, to get you inspired, to get you in the spirit, to get you thinking about the sheer range and realm of possibility. There are so many things you can do with an index card. The 2018 ICAD starts June 1, and index card makers in all mediums have been getting ready for the challenge over the last week or so getting ready by working on warm-up cards, or reflecting on past challenges, or making a title card, or generally thinking about how they plan to approach this year, this year, the next 61 days. In my case, I've definitely been testing the waters, trying to figure out what I want to do, and if what I am doing is going to have sticking power, staying power, will it last? Will it hold my interest through the whole challenge? And to me, that matters. It's not a requirement for everyone, but to me, that is really something that has come to matter. Last year, I did the same thing, doing a number of ballpoint drawings on index card before deciding that I could stick with it. I was trying to see what I thought, how I felt. It was a medium that was new to me. It was definitely something that I was not sure of, and I did test the waters. And then 
I decided to go ahead and do it. I thought that I could commit to it and invest myself in my own series, my own exploration of a single medium. This year, similar way of thinking, similar way of testing, but different in some significant ways. Getting ready for any challenge does involve some form of mental gearing up. You want to succeed. In this case, you want to try and make all 61 cards. You want to stick with it. So we get ready. We flex our fingers and we loosen up the glue stick or ink our pens or catalog our markers. We make a pile of magazine clippings. We ponder watercolor or gouache. We're waiting for the official buzzer to go off and signal the actual start on June 1. We wonder, though, what this year will bring what transformations and personal insight might be just around the corner, just out of sight, totally unknown. You just never know. Those things can so often be a byproduct of doing an intense daily challenge. And this one is a two-month daily challenge, which is pretty intense just in terms of duration. Two months is a long time, but you can do it. And in order to do it, we get ready in whatever way fits for each of us. To some extent, we get ready. And I think it's okay to get ready. I think it's okay to get ready. I think it's okay to have a plan. I think it's okay to think about the coming months, to think about what you want, what you need, what you are currently doing or not doing, what you'd like to be doing, what you want to explore. What you might take a break and do that is totally different from what you've been doing. Think about all these things. And then you overlay your own wants, needs, art, and life onto the outlines and constructs of the challenge and see how you might inhabit this challenge in a way that is personally rewarding, meaningful, satisfying, in a way that will help you grow maybe and reach and stretch in a way that will put you in touch with the creative you that you want to support day to day, that you want to be sure you know, that you know that part of you, that that part of you is important. This is true with every challenge. If you're going to commit to a challenge, you get ready. On some level, however minor, you get mentally ready for the start of the challenge. You find yourself thinking, can I really do this again? Or can I do this at all? Or can I do this this year? Or can I do this better than I did last year? Or can I do this more than I did last year? You take a deep breath. I always say that the index card a day challenge means something different to everyone who does it. And your approach to it can change from year to year. What you decide to focus on this year might be totally different than last year. There are so many possibilities, endless really, It is a challenge that you can really shape and embody and inhabit in your way, in a way that works for you within the general outline of what this challenge is and how it runs. The frenzy and flurry of ICAD is often intense. You need to know that going in. There is so much excitement and posting in the group and at Instagram. This is true with every challenge I've ever done. When you're in the middle of a challenge, 
It is intense. It's often a flurry. There are a lot of people doing these really popular challenges, and ICAD is very popular. There's so much community interaction and support. That's a good thing. And you will see so many different kinds of cards, different approaches, different levels, different skills, different tools, different mediums. It can be really easy to get overwhelmed. It can. But all you need to have to do ICAD is a stack of index cards, three by five or four by six, and something to make a mark with. There are both weekly thematic and medium-based prompts, and then there are daily word prompts that can be used throughout ICAD. You can use the thematic prompts and the word prompts. You can use just the word prompts. You can use just the thematic prompts. The prompts are optional. You can choose not to use any of the prompts. So how do you think through ICAD? How do you get ready? You know you're going to be making an index card a day. And maybe you will do just that. You will wake up each day and start a new card based on how you feel that day or on something you saw someone else do on a previous day and just explore through the 61 days. That can be a wonderful, wonderful way to do it. That can be a really solid approach. That can be an approach that values spontaneity. And especially if you want to respond to the word prompts, then doing something different every day, really challenging yourself to come up with something each day can be a really great approach for ICAD, especially if you're at the point where you're casting a really wide net and exploring all kinds of mediums and styles, really figuring out what you like. At other points in your creative journey, however, you may decide to approach ICAD differently. Maybe you want to focus on a theme like drawing teacups or drawing flowers or drawing teddy bears or painting rainbows. Or maybe you want to focus on a medium like collage. Maybe you want to conduct some form of study or documentation on index cards or write a book. Maybe you want to document family recipes or chronicle your favorite TV series. Or maybe you mix and match constructs and come up with something like, I want to do each of the 61 prompts and use neo colors somewhere on every card. A statement like that gives you three things. A goal, yes, a definite goal. You want to do all 61 cards and use all 61 prompts. But it also gives you a strategy. You want to use the prompts and a line of continuity. You want to use neo colors on every card. At the end of the challenge, you might end up with 61 cards, and with their bit of neocolor on every card, they would likely feel related. 61 cards is a small body of work in and of itself. When you look at that set of cards and feel that they all came from the same creator, though, you have a body of work with a voice. This doesn't mean you can't go willy-nilly through the challenge. Of course you can. And for some people, that's really what matters is the total freeform nature of it. And some people prefer to have a bit of structure. So yes, you can go willy-nilly. You can change things up day to day or week to week. You can do small sub-themes. You can do small sets. You can do sets of three or five or go week to week and change up every seven. And if this is your first time doing a long challenge, 
it can be really important to shift approaches throughout the challenge. You might even be looking for that right space, the right medium, the right theme. And the only way to find it sometimes is to keep trying new things. But I think having some small thing that you do consistently is oftentimes a good idea. And it can help you see your cards as things that go together in a larger way. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be something even that changes how you approach it every day. It can be something small, but something you want to tuck in every day as part of what you do. You don't have to do this. Of course not. But some people do. A lot of people do. So what kinds of things can you do to give this layer of continuity, this little signature, this little you thing for every card in this series? Here are a few examples of little things that can become threads. Use a bit of collage on every card. Or use postage stamps as a recurring element. Or use stencils to add words. Or use buttons. Add a button to every card. Add a certain background pattern. Add a recurring shape or drawn element. I've seen people use hearts or circles, dots, lines, stars. Add song lyrics. Add scraps of paper. Add scraps of fabric. Add pieces of thread. Add sewn elements or stitched lines. Add a quote. Add words cut from magazines. Use a specific stencil or stamped element on every card. Draw a box around something. Make the date or card number part of the card. Use white gel pen. Add a border. So many things you could do. And those are just simple examples. Examples of simple things. The goal would not be to do all of these things. But if there's one small thing you decide that you might want to do more than once, it could become something that becomes a signature element for you or a recurring thread. It doesn't mean that you'll be the only one doing it. You definitely probably will not be the only one doing it if you choose any of those things. I've seen all of those things before, and I have actually done several of the things in this list in years past. In most years, I have had some general idea that I would add X to every card or X would appear on every card, regardless of what the card would be or would be about, regardless of what medium I planned on incorporating this one thing or two things. There are countless things you could consider as a thread of continuity. But even if you start out with some idea of how you want things to go, or something you want to do with every card, you may find that it doesn't work, or that some cards don't have or use that strategy, and that's okay. It is okay. It really is okay. Such an important thing in a long challenge to be able to say, it is okay. If you change your mind, change your direction, have one card that is completely different, do something totally different one day, do something totally different every day. That's okay. Having an idea can help keep you moving forward. But if you realize at some point that the idea isn't working, it's totally okay to toss it. Pick up something new or just relax into being really freeform. For some people, having no plan at all is more stressful than having a plan. And it's okay to move in and out of that as you feel your way through the days of June and July. 
You have to know yourself. You have to know how you respond to a plan, how you respond to constructs, to rules that you're making for yourself. What happens if you don't follow your own rules? You have to think about that. At some point in a challenge, you typically run into that and have to really wrestle with it. It's okay to change your mind. So what are my top 10 suggestions for navigating a challenge like ICAD? Number one, be true to you. What you do on an index card may not look like what others are doing, and that's okay. Be true to you. Number two, date and number every card. This is really, really important and will help you keep track. You can even make the number a part of the card if you want. Number three, if you are using the prompts, do your card before you start looking in the group. I know this can be really hard with time zones and people who inevitably work ahead, but it is less stressful to do your own thing before you see hundreds of examples from other people. Number four, every few days, lay out your recent cards and look at what you've created. This is a great weekly activity. Lay them out, take a picture, look at what you've accomplished. You often will feel really differently about a card you created seven days ago when you look at it later. You will feel differently as time goes by. Number five, embrace your creative voice. Be positive about your work and the way you talk about your work. Be positive. Embrace you and your creative voice. Number six, experiment with what you have. Don't get overwhelmed by all the tools you will see others using. Number seven, remember that ICAD is not a race. It can really feel like a frenzy with so many people creating and sharing. Do your own thing. Keep breathing. And remember that there are no awards for how early in any given day you are able to post or share a photo. It's fine to do your card making at night if that's what works for you. It is not a race. Number eight, give yourself room to experiment, to change, and to play. It's fine to have a plan, but make sure you don't lock yourself into something that doesn't give you any room for exploration or for totally changing up what you are doing if necessary. Why would it be necessary? Because you might get tired of what you started, or you might run out of fodder for the theme you thought would be deep enough, or you might just not like how things are going. You might not like the medium you really wanted to explore. You might just wish you had taken a different road. It's okay to switch up and branch out in a new way. Number nine, realize that you will not like every single card equally. Some days may be more successful than others. You may just like some of the cards you make better than others. That's okay. And it is to be expected. When you look at groups of your cards, even the ones you don't like as much will be contributing to the whole. So remember to keep the big picture in mind and don't let one day sideline you or discourage you or set you back. You're not going to like every single day the same. Part of the challenge of working on a new card every day is that you do keep moving. You are always moving forward. You make a card, you're done with it, and you move on. You may make a card you don't love as much as the next card, and that's okay. Don't let it get you down. Number 10, make 
the time. Try your best to make a little bit of time each day to make your card. That's part of what you're committing to when you tell yourself you want to do a challenge. And that in this case, you want to do the ICAD challenge in June and July. You're saying, I am going to make time every day to make a little bit of art or to do something creative, something on an index card. So do it and do it every day. Mark it on your appointment calendar or check it off on your tracker, whatever works for you. Set a reminder alarm on your phone, something to remind you that you need to check in and say, oh, did I do my card? Oh, no, I need to do that right now. Or, oh, did I do my card? Yeah, I did it. Make the time and do it each day. As you repeat that process, you'll be building and reinforcing a wonderful creative habit. And then an extra, number 11, enjoy the process. Love the process. Love the actual making of your own cards. That's what it's about. It is about developing a creative habit and exploring this creative part of you for you. Love the process. Love what you do. Do what you love. Do it for you. It can be hard to keep up and hard to stick with it. It can be hard to sustain a two-month daily challenge. But it's a whole lot easier if you relax and enjoy the process. Don't compare yourself. Don't think of it as a competition. Don't worry if you're not doing what everyone else is doing. Don't worry if they're doing something different than you. Do what you love. Enjoy the process. The keys to all of that are wrapped up in some of the other things that I just went through in this list. Keys to enjoying the process. And I won't number this last one, but I'll add an extra nudge to you to get involved in the challenge community. In this case, in the ICAD community. Get involved by sharing your work and by taking time to comment on works from other artists that you admire wherever you are doing ICAD. If that's in the Facebook group or if that's at Instagram, take a few minutes and comment here and there. You may find and make lasting connections with other like-minded people, with other artists that will continue beyond ICAD. For those of you doing ICAD, I hope you get off to a great start with June 1. I hope your warm-ups have been satisfying, illuminating, have given you a sense of the direction you want to take. I've seen people noting colors they plan to use or approaches they have lined up or how they want this year to differ from years past. I've seen a lot of people thinking about their plan. I really have. I kind of like it. I love seeing so many people really thinking about how they will approach their ICAD. And I can't wait to see what you choose to do and how you respond to the prompts if you use them and what colors you use and what you choose to draw or paint or collage or stitch or stamp or stencil or write. I love seeing the wide range of things that happen in a challenge just like this. And ICAD is a great challenge for this. It is a great way to boost and reinforce your own creative practice. So I'll see you there. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for this extra show. That is it for episode 314. It's not really an extra show, but it is a midweek show, which I don't do so often anymore. So as always, I'm Amy and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. 
The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. That's O-A-M-Y-O-A-M-Y. Thank you to those of you who support VCMP in any way. And to those of you, especially at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a great week, everyone. 